Heavenly Father, today we put on the full armor to protect us against attack. We put on the belt of truth to protect against lies and deception. We put on the breastplate of righteousness to protect our hearts from the temptations. We put the gospel of feet, peace on our feet to walk in your light, peace and freedom with the Holy Spirit. We rebuke anxious thoughts. We take up your shield of faith for protection to block and destroy all the darts and threats thrown at us by the enemy. We put on the helmet of salvation to cover our minds and thoughts, reminding us that we are children of a mighty king. We are forgiven, set free, safe by the blood of Jesus. We take up the sword of the spirit, your living word, that has the power to demolish strongholds and is sharper than any double-edged sword. We come to you, Lord, in prayer daily. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. What's up, you guys? I'm your host, Emma, from The Imagination, and this week, it is my great honor to introduce to you someone who has arguably had the biggest global impact in history for survivors and children's voices to be heard today. Joining us this week is 35-year U.S. government whistleblower on deep state and new world order, MKUltra mind control, and human trafficking survivor, author, writer, podcaster, star of the acclaimed documentary, Trance, mind control, human slavery, and recovering the nation, and someone who has been referenced on this podcast countless times over the years by survivors and parents from all over the world, Kathy O'Brien. Kathy is an absolute walking miracle. She survived 30 years of horrific abuses through deep state and CIA, MKUltra, Pentagon level mind control. And ever since she has been able to think to do so after regaining her freedom of thought, she has been giving a voice to survivors and children all over the world through her powerful testimony, which we will talk about a little today, and which is also detailed in one of her incredible books, Transformation of America, found on her website, www.transformation.com. When I first started waking up to the pandemic of human and child trafficking and satanic ritual abuse a few years ago, Kathy's story was one of the first I found in my quest to research these atrocities that were keeping me up at night. I watched a full three and a half hour testimony she did that you can still find on YouTube, and it completely shattered all that I had known about the world we live in. It was her testimony, along with a handful of other influences, that encouraged me to start this podcast to begin with. Hearing someone like Kathy stand so boldly in her conviction, speaking her testimony to audiences around the world... I came to the realization that the least I could do is listen to and share these stories from survivors like Kathy. Encouraging words from Kathy's soulmate, Mark Phillips, stuck with me. You're giving a voice to survivors who can't think to speak for themselves, end quote. This is a message I took to heart, and soon after, the Imagination Podcast was born. So as you can imagine, it's extra special for me to get to sit here with Kathy today. The thing that stuck with me after years of listening to Kathy is the consistency of the pure, unconditional love she leads with from the heart and the way she teaches us to do the same. The same people who tried to destroy her deeply underestimated the power of her spirit within and the things that were meant to destroy her, she used to create beautiful and powerful work that will be remembered, studied, and celebrated for generations to come. Quoted off her website, on August 3rd, 1977, the 95th U.S. Congress opened hearings into the reported abuses concerning the CIA's top-secret mind control research program, codenamed MKUltra. On February 8th, 1988, 
a top-level MKUltra victim, Kathy O'Brien, was covertly rescued from her mind control enslavement by intelligence insider Mark Phillips. In lieu of this week being Kathy's 35th freedom anniversary on February 8th, 1988, I wanted to honor Kathy and the love of her life and late hero, Mark Phillips, by sharing some of what I call Kathy and Markisms from her latest anniversary podcast titled Greatest Gift and from her work and her other interviews over the years. One, it's not what you remember that matters. It's how you remember it. Two, True healing comes from within, and it is within us all to heal ourselves. Three, how something is remembered is far more important than what is remembered. Four, you have to know who you are in order to have something to give in a relationship. Five, love is the greatest healer. Six, healing is a process, not an event. Seven, you're not responsible for what you were tortured to do under mind control. Now that you are aware, you are responsible for every thought and action going forward. Eight, responsibility is the ability to respond. Nine, there is a place to run right at them and you have no need to hide. Obviously they do or they wouldn't devote so much effort and money to cover it up. 10, voice no negatives without a solution. 11, knowledge is our defense against mind control. And 12, it is not over until we win. Mind control is a topic many are hearing about, and no one does a better job than Kathy at showing us the cages we've been living in and giving us the hope and the keys to our own mind to break out. In the words of Kathy, freedom taken is never given back. It is up to each and every one of us to take back our freedom for ourselves. It is within us all to reclaim self-control and inner peace of thinking. This is our time. Reclaim it. Unite. Be free. And with that, please, everyone, help me in welcoming the woman who single-handedly, with the help of hero Mark Phillips, took on the deep state pedophile cabal while leading a movement proving that there is no depth to a mother's love and no trauma too deep to heal from. Author of Transformation of America, Access Denied for Reasons of National Security, and PTSD Time to Heal, Survivor, Victor, and Voice for the Voiceless, the one, the only, Kathy O'Brien. Kathy, thank you so much for being here with me today. Wow, thank you. What a, what an intro. That's just so beautiful and so touching. And wow, that's thank you. I'm I'm really happy to be here. I've been looking forward to it for a long time. It just is it's so important what you're doing to bring truth to light and to give me voice so that others can know truth that makes us free. And that was one of the things that I loved about that three and a half hour interview testimony that you did was it was from a journalist who was really struggling to get your story heard. And so he took the time out with you and Mark to interview both of you and was trying so hard to get your voices heard. And there were so many things that clicked in my mind where I thought, that's what I need to do. That's what I can do. I can sit down and have conversations and listen and share them. That's something I can do around my work schedule. It's something I can do on weekends, you know, and I didn't realize the journey it would take me on. I thought I would just maybe do a few episodes and, you know, move on to something. But this whole topic of human child trafficking, mind control, none of us are exempt from it. And your testimony and the things that you've realized during and since your story took hold and since you were liberated into freedom 
it's all still happening today. And it's so important that people know this because it's been, there's been a veil over our eyes for so long. So I'd love for you to talk about your story and let's go back and maybe talk about, you know, generational trauma and how that made you a prime candidate for what you went through. Yes, I was a a victim of CIA, MKUltra, Mind Control Project Monarch. And Monarch is a multi-generational aspect of, of mind control. It's basic information of our own mind-brain function that has been suppressed from humanity ever since it came over with Project Paperclip in the wake of World War II. The information on mind control came with them, the formula. It is a formula, MK Ultra mind control, whether it's of an individual like I experienced or if it's of a nation or the world, it's the same. The formula is very um, scientific and strategic. So really what happened to me is an individual version of what's happening to us all today. You know, so it's it's important that people understand, like you said, knowledge is our defense against mind control. This is a truth that makes us free. And it's imperative that people understand what's going on, because as soon as we have that knowledge, we have a defense against this onslaught of trauma. Trauma is the basis of mind control. Fear is a basis of mind control. It's like our conscious minds freeze in fright and leave our subconscious mind wide open to being easily led and manipulated. Our subconscious mind just takes information in without processing it, questioning it, critically analyzing it. It's just information in. And if our conscious mind's frozen in fear, we're vulnerable. And it's at a time like that, we need to understand that when we see a controlled media narrative coming at us from wherever in the world we are, whatever channel it is, it's all the same. Even if it's coming from um, social media, even it's the same narrative. And that repetitiveness is another basic form of mind control. So when we understand that we can defend ourselves against it and realize that it's a time for us to protect our free thought, the sanctity of free thought, because it's sacred. I know from my life's experience that without free thought, there's no free will. And with no free will, there's no soul expression, no ability to gather our innate strength of spirit and stand for the things that we believe in. And right now we're all being subjected to a global agenda, a new world order, great reset, dark cabal, whatever we want to call them. It's a slave society agenda where a handful of puppet masters at the top are manipulating our minds using their media voice. And it we pull back that, you know, proverbial wizard's curtain and we'll find out it's only a handful that are pulling those media levers to make us feel like There's so many of them and so few of us. We're by far the majority. We're the ones with the strength of spirit, the infinite source of strength and love when we go within ourselves and gather that. But it takes free thought to do it. And our minds have been deliberately manipulated in order for them to um, manipulate our, our lives. They know 
what they fear is our strength of the human spirit. They can't possess it. They can't stop it. It's our innate birthright. It's who we are. They can't stop that. But they can stop us from expressing it by manipulating our minds. And they're doing it with fear and trauma. And that that fear and that trauma um, is allowing for that that kind of manipulation and, and we get immobilized, negativity is immobilizing and we're not taking the stand that we should. When we pause a moment, regain our free thought, free will, strength, the spirit, we'll realize that it's game over. We already won. We just need to claim our victory. We just need to realize that the media is not going to tell us that we want, but we need to stop complying with this dark agenda. We need to stop complying with these people because they're not like us and they do not like us. So it's up to us to um, unite in light of love and start living life's purpose. And with the peace and harmony that's, that's intended all along, you know, and with knowledge being our defense against mind control, I certainly gain the knowledge with my life's experience. And um, now I see people are waking up and realizing, you know, that we've all been manipulated, that our children are being indoctrinated in the school system. People are realizing that um, they don't need to tolerate this, this, this kind of manipulation anymore, but we got used to looking outside ourselves for answers. And it's been very deliberately and slowly and strategically planned for generations. Because after three generations, any belief, any knowledge base, any abuse system um, becomes autogenic in our brains. We pass it down from generation to generation. It's like how language is passed down. And so they they have been manipulating what we're passing down generationally, even in our brain. And suppressing pertinent information that is our birthright knowledge, that it's within us all to heal. It's within us all to defend ourselves against their traumatic onslaught. It's within us all to realize we have these amazing immune systems and ability to heal ourselves. You know, as we've been blessed with that all along, we forgot because with that information on our um, our birthright knowledge to that has been suppressed for generations and we kind of forgot. We've forgotten. We're looking outside ourselves. We're looking to big government, big pharma, big religion, even big religion and big um, tech when really we need to go within and find that as our answers are within, our truth is within, our ability to heal is within, our strength is within. That's where we win. That's game over. That's where um, that's where our strength is. That's it's it's a beautiful realization to have in so many ways. What we're experiencing right now is is a spiritual evolution. And you you broke generational trauma all on your own. You know, I know you had Mark come in and sweep you off your feet, and and he helped, but. Ultimately, it was you, how you said you're the one, you know, he handed you the keys to your mind and you had to put it back together. Can you talk a little bit about what trauma does to especially children and the, you always say MK Ultra is a sliding scale. 
I don't think a lot of people fully understand that. And I think you do a really great job of, of breaking down the physiology of trauma to all the different degrees and kinds. So maybe if you want to talk about your specific trauma and how that affected your brain, and then we can talk about how that happens on a global scale and how all of us are being susceptible and uh, exposed to this. Yeah. So in, in my case, I was born into a multi-generational incest-based family. And that was in 1957. So what we're seeing today is not new. It's been going on my whole life, this, this mind control agenda. It had come over with Project Paperclip. The Nazi and fascist scientists brought um, information on mind control over with them as they were imported into the U.S. And with them came the Hitler-Himmler research into the multi-generational effects of uh, trauma on the human mind. And it was found there's no trauma greater than sexual abuse of a child prior to age five while their brain is still forming. The pedophile agenda is a mind control agenda. And in my case, my father had been sexually abused. My mother was sexually abused. They were sexually abusing me. And so I was born into that um, multi-generational aspect. My grandfather... I was going to say, do you know how many generations that was in your family before your parents? I'm guessing your, I know your grandfather was uh, head of a blue lodge. So I'm guessing he obviously had trauma. How many generations yes. did that go in your family? Do you know? It, it went back at, at least three and it had been found in the Hitler, Himmler research that whether um, a baby it, that who's been born into that multi-generational aspect, you know, with that kind of brain freeze that heightens suggestibility of um, the subconscious being easily led. It was found that babies are actually born more compliant after three generations. So that that's what had, had happened with me. And my father's sexual abuse of me wasn't anything I could know was wrong. I was an infant when it started. And yet my brain compartmentalize the memory of the event. The neuron pathways actually physically shut down in the brain. So the rest of my mind could function and develop normally as though nothing had happened. This is considered the mind's sane defense to trauma too horrible to comprehend. And in other words, it's, um, it's an amazing defense mechanism that we're born with and we just need to understand what that is so that we can deal with it um, going forward. But I had no idea what my father was doing was wrong. My brain did. It actually physically shut down those neuron pathways. And then my father's sexual abuse extended into trafficking me to people at my grandfather's Blue Masonic Lodge, which was comprised of a lot of local politicians. And since this was secrets that were brought over with Project Paperclip, we have secret societies that were actually keeping those secrets and then putting their um, the people who had access to that information into key positions of, of influence so they could allow for the proliferation of what Adolf Hitler, George Bush, and Joe Biden termed the New World Order, that slave society agenda. So that, uh, so I was being um, trafficked there, and my father was making child pornography of me, 
So as each of these things happened, more and more compartments in my brain were shutting down around that trauma, leaving no no um, conscious thought, brain firing, free thought of my own. It just left my subconscious wide open to being easily led and manipulated. When my father was caught sending child pornography of me through the U.S. mails, he was granted immunity from prosecution if he would sell me into the project. So this was like 1960, and we're already seeing how our justice system is being compromised to allow for pedophilia and for crimes against humanity and children that were happening at that time to allow for the trafficking and the sexualization of children. Our court systems were already being compromised under this blanket of national security. And this local politician at my grandfather's lodge granted my father that that immunity. He had also been sexually abusing me since I was a toddler, and that was Gerald Ford. And it says Gerald Ford went on to become the unelected president of the United States. And as his political career escalated, so too did my victimization in MK Ultra Mind Control until I was used on a White House Pentagon level and was right in the Washington, D.C. swamp among these perpetrators and seeing that what I was experiencing with the systematic traumas and mind control programming was being um, imposed on the whole population through um, national traumatic events like the Kennedy assassination, um, 911 was one. And, you know, when we look at that, when I say 911, I think we all see the plane flying into the tower, you know, because again, repetition is the most basic form of mind control. And we were all traumatized when that happened. And then we saw that image over and over and over and over and over. And so that's an example of how our brains respond to that trauma. We all photographically recorded it. Well, I was photographically recording events surrounding trauma and that was um it's it's like what our brains do when we experience trauma so everything that is a repressed memory that the neuron pathways have shut down over here is still just as fresh as when it went in it's photographically there and we can remember it we don't have to relive it when we remember it it's how we remember it that's important and um you know fortunately for me mark was working the highest levels of mind sciences and knew that the information on healing and dealing with trauma had been suppressed from mental health, from the medical community, from society as a whole, so that mind control could continue. And again, knowledge is our defense against it. And Mark was working to preserve the sanctity of free thought. And he was livid when he saw our birthright information being suppressed from us. And he wanted to release it. He couldn't do it because he was bound by laws of sedition since he was working in intelligence. Um, but since he was working on such a high level, he could be in key places at key times. And he saw children being brought in and out of the White House. He saw how human trafficking was the funding mechanism of this new world order effort. 
He saw how children were being used to compromise judges and politicians and you know people in, in positions for blackmail purposes. And he was livid that this was going on and wanted to take action. And fortunately for me, he rescued my daughter and me right out of the Washington, D.C. swamp and handed me keys to my own mind. And, um, and I was able to heal in light of the safety that he gave me, in light of love, and in light of the keys that he handed me that we all need to remember, you know, it's within us to heal with these simple easy to apply natural methods um, that we've been born with all along. We just forgot. We all need to remember that it's within us to overcome any negativity, any grief, any fear, any imposed trauma. This is, um, this is our time to reclaim our strength and start living life freely the way that it was intended to be. That's so beautiful. I'd love to hear more about how did you meet Mark and what was your initial impression of him and how did he end up rescuing both of you out of this horrific situation? He just, I mean, just, you can tell every interview I've ever seen with him. I wish that I could have met him while he was here. What a man he was. And I'd love to honor him and just talk a little bit about what he did for you and what you thought of him when you guys met. Oh, he's just absolutely amazing and used his, his knowledge base to be able to um, intercept my daughter and me. I was to be killed because I was turning age 30 and around age 30, we get electrochemical changes happening in our brain. And a lot of times that's when repressed memory surfaces. People remember childhood abuse about that time. And that's why it's um it's another, you know, thing we've been blessed with with the way our brains work. And so I was to be killed because the government secrets I'd been exposed to, they wanted um to eliminate me before I could maybe remember any of it or have any of it um leak out. So he intercepted and my brain um, was just starting to leak memory, although um, I didn't know who I was, where I'd been. You know, I didn't, I was completely amnesic. I didn't know what year it was. I didn't know my own age. I thought I was 24. I was 30. I was, you know, turning 30. And um, more importantly, my brain knew that I was safe with Mark. I didn't. I didn't know good people existed in the world because my whole life had been saturated with, with abuse and criminal activity. And um, so I couldn't think to trust Mark, but my brain knew. Just like it knew to compartmentalize memory when I was an infant, it knew that I was safe and it started opening the neuron pathways. So my my past was really flooding um, my my memory you know it was it was coming forward fast and mark handed me a pen and he said a pen is mightier than the sword um write out your memory write out what you're seeing so i started writing and by writing you don't have to relive memory um by writing it it shifts it from the emotionally incomprehensible trauma over here over to the logic part of the brain because it takes logic to move a pen 
And then when it shifts it over to the logic part of the brain, that's where critical analysis is over there too. You know, so this is important. We got to get back in our school systems for the children so that they can process information (laughs) properly. And then we all need to realize that this is an important brain function. We need to return back to our our lives and pick up that pen and paper and start writing by hand. Get away from technology. Get away from the computer and the typewriter because typing doesn't do the same brain thing. So we need to pick up a pen and paper and start writing out our fears, our traumas, our repressed memory, if there is some, um, our grief, um, any negativity that's immobilizing. And then add a solution. Because when you add a solution, it forces the brain to fire in a new way and lifts you out of that dark pit of negativity that, that you're in. And it forces you to look at things in a new way. Mark told me, he said, voice no negatives without a solution. And that kept me from complaining. And, you know, because I would have, you know, like, whoa, that was, you know. But he said, no, you have, you have to um, voice no negatives without a solution. Well, I'd only followed orders for the first 30 years of my life and didn't even know how to think for myself. So um, to think of a solution, I had to learn to exercise my brain and open neuron pathways in new ways. So my brain started firing and I started being able to think free and allowed for me to be able to do that. And that that pen is a mighty um, brain trick that we all can use. But when we add that solution, we're opening neuron pathways. We're rising above the storm. We're getting a clear view ahead. It mobilizes us and it helps us to be able to move forward regardless of whatever in life we've experienced. And that's, um, he taught me so many encouraging pearls of, of wisdom like that. And in my healing process, you know, of course I fell in love with Mark. Oh, he was everything. He was my hero. And, um, and he was so good. We were safe and, and everything is so wise. It's, it's such an amazing amazing man. And, um, of course I loved him and he wouldn't have anything to do with me because (laughs) (laughs) he wouldn't, he wouldn't, you know, I, especially with my heightened sexuality and my, my, um, you know, I was, I was really attracted to him. He, He said, you have to heal in order to have something to give in a relationship. And, um, that was a huge motivation for me to heal. You know, and to find out who I am. And that was um love is the greatest healer. It's also the greatest motivation to heal. So I healed really fast. And and as I healed, I was so disturbed and disgusted by what I'd been forced to do under mind control that I didn't I didn't think that I could ever um deal with that. And um, Mark, Mark told me, he said, you're not responsible for what you were tortured to do under mind control, but you are responsible for um, everything you do going forward. And it was uh, uh, so important. It was such a, a, a turning point for me to be able to deal with the magnitude of what I'd done under mind control. Mind control is very absolute, and we need to realize that we've been manipulated too. I see so many people today who um, caved in and, and masked up during 
um, mind control masked as a virus, and they they compromised their own beliefs and their own integrity and wore that mask. They got the injection to keep their job, to feed their family. You know, they they did what they thought they had to do. And in the meantime, they're getting this constant repetitive mask up, get the injection, you know, social distance, do this, do And it is wherever we were, in the grocery store, over the intercoms, it was everywhere, no matter where we look. And people didn't know repetitiveness is a form of mind control. Plus, we were all traumatized and concerned for each other, you know, that somebody was going to uh, be affected if we didn't didn't take care of it. Children, we told the children that they they had to mask up or grandma might die, you know. And that's what, like what Satanists and pedophiles do when they abuse children. And they say, if you tell anybody that your dog's going to die or your mom's going to die, or you know, it's the same, same thing. Well, this mind control took its effect and we need, need to understand, just like I did, we're not responsible for what, we're, what we were forced to do under mind control, but we are responsible for what we do going forward. Now that we have conscious awareness, it's up to us to take responsibility for our own lives, to start thinking free, to use our discernment, make wise choices, um, gather our strength of spirit, expand our free thought, look beyond the negativity, um, live the love that we are. And on that level, we all naturally unite. We've been deliberately divided by the shallow, skin-deep nonsense. And within, when when we go within and gather that strength of spirit, it's where we, it's where we all unite. It's natural to us. And it's then we have compassion for each other, understanding, um, love. And that's where we can get back out in our communities and make a difference. Stop the indoctrination of our children, to stop the sexualization of our children. It's a mind control agenda, a multi-generational one that's been slowly creeping in on society for three generations now. So soul is stronger than genetics. We need to realize that and um, overcome the genetic conditioning that we've experienced, um, the manipulation of generations. We can overcome that generational aspect of mind control and learn to think free and start protecting the children going forward and allow for humanity to unite and and live life's purpose the way that it's intended to be. What you said is so important. So many of us don't realize that we have been subjected to mind control and to trauma and to fear. There's a lot of people walking around saying, I have a great life. I'm fine. I didn't grow up in an abusive home. Right. Realize that abuse comes in so many different forms. It doesn't have to be what you went through where it's visible torture, hands on somebody else. There was obviously more that you went through psychological and emotional, but people picture physical trauma as being the only type of trauma there is. And they don't realize that there's literally been a war waged on our mind, especially the last three years. It's been very, very obvious. And that those events that you were speaking about in the past, 9-11, the Kennedy assassination, those are traumas that were inflicted on us. We all can remember where we were on those days. And even though it might not seem an obvious trauma because somebody didn't come up and hit us or do something that we that we had a scar or a bruise from, it left a scar on our mind. 
you know, and we don't realize that those things accumulate, accumulate over time. Then there's some type of a depression in the economy. And then there's our everyday things, somebody that we know passing away, or we lose a job or something traumatic happens to you. You know, we get in a car accident or just, there's all these little things that happen in everyday lives that can be micro traumas or big traumas. And then we have all this stuff flying at us every day. Like you said, you couldn't walk anywhere, the grocery store, airports, your own home, work, school, wherever you were, there were just these repetitive messages and these words, war on terror, terrorism, you know, virus, mask up, death, all these different words. And even the C word became a word that just when people heard it, oh my gosh, you have COVID, you have to stay away from me for two weeks. You know, it was automatically this response versus when in life, when, when you've heard your friends say, I have a cold or I have a flu, it doesn't elicit that fear response in us. We're just, okay, get back, you know, let me know if you want some Advil or I can drop off something. We never had this fear response. We just kind of forgot about it the next minute where you hear the word COVID And it makes people lock up, their bodies tense up in fear, and they don't even realize that that word has been repeated so many times that it's almost like saying you have cancer or you just had a heart attack. It affects people that same way that those bigger words do. Exactly. Yeah. When people realize how much that we've we've been manipulated and um, conditioned to look outside ourselves for answers. We look to big pharma and we look to big tech. We look to big governments like, well, we need to, we need to have this, this government clean up this mess. No, it's up to us. We have to do it. It's up to each and every one of us to start um, draining that swamp from the bottom up. It's up to us to um, reclaim the, the sanctity of our, of our lives in our own communities, get out and talk with each other, eye to eye, heart to heart, soul to soul, get active in the school system, uh, protect the children, get active in, in local communities. We're going to have to do all that because um, we've been looking outside ourselves for so long. And the answer, the solution is within us, each and every one of us. And it's time for us to start living our life's purpose. It's amazing to what an amazing time to be alive during this great awakening. You know, like I said, what's going on today has been going on my whole life. And it's so good to see people finally seeing it, you know, and and taking action because awareness is the first step towards positive, necessary change. And people are doing it and it's happening everywhere. Media is not telling us. They're not telling us that this is happening on a global scale, that people are becoming active in their communities and, you know, and, and taking responsibility for their lives or growing their own food that's healthy and nutritious, you know, and they're, um, they're, they're getting out in nature and feeling the earth beneath our feet and breathing in the air, you know, and listening to nature. People are taking this action everywhere and we just need to, Um, realize that it's up to us to reclaim that for ourselves individually and then collectively as a community. And from there, you know, we don't have to be looking to someone to come and fix this mess for us. It'll just naturally be done as we go about living our lives the way they were intended to be lived with compassion and, and care and just 
just the kind of love that is innate to us. It's this is our time. What an amazing time to be alive and live life's purpose. Absolutely. What were some of the things when you were finally free, February 8th in 1988, what were some of the things that you treasured the most that you had never experienced before? Oh, so, so much. Well, being safe, that's absolutely, um, absolutely amazing. But um, because I didn't have free thought, I had heightened senses and intuition, um, telepathic connection, where um, I sensed things more than I could think uh, to. And um, so my connection with animals was real strong. And I could sense like they did. And seeing how much animals loved Mark was um, very, very healing for me. And seeing animals being safe for the first time, seeing my daughter safe for the first time, it was uh, the, the simplest and most beautiful things like that that made um, such a powerful impact on me and uh, motivated me to to heal. As Mark and I started speaking out and exposing this this criminal activity, it wasn't bitterness or hatred that motivated us. It was love for my daughter. She was um, in a in a horrible situation within. A corrupted mental health and justice system and became um, a further victim within child protective services. And it was her need that compelled us to speak out. So it was love that was always my motivation and giving voice to her need. And it just grew from there because people had no idea back in 1990 what mind control was about what human trafficking was about. They didn't know that ritual abuse was so pervasive. And yet um, speaking out like we did, I saw people waking up more and more. And then Mark and I began speaking out on a global scale and it was people all over the world were waking up. So we've been watching this great awakening happen gradually over time. And then, um, Hillary Clinton was supposed to have ushered in the New World Order 2016, and that didn't happen because so many people were awake and aware we overrode the rigged algorithm of electronic voting machines. So this cabal had to really make up for lost time. They went all in 2020 and uh, blatantly stole elections with so many ridiculous ways and the mail-in ballots and the nonsense that they did. But they were so frantic to regain control that they tipped their hand even further. And then the great awakening came on stronger and stronger. You know, they made so many mistakes. They made the mistake of having people shelter at home. They disrupted their routine patterns. When you think of how ingrained we get in routine patterns, like if you park your car in a different spot, you're going to have to think about where you parked it and, and to go get, you know, something as simple as that. The brain starts firing different. Well, it woke a lot of people up. So they made a mistake in their frantic effort. They made a lot of mistakes and um, people woke up on a global scale and they started wondering what in the world is going on and realized that it's 
brainwashing, mass formation, psychosis, mind control, whatever we term we want to apply to it. It's a strategic formula that has been slowly creeping in on society for generations now. And we're the generation that woke up from it. We're the generation that is evolving with this knowledge. We're the generation that has taken action wherever and however we can. Look at what you're doing, you know? And thank you for giving me voice. Thank you for the voice that you give to so many with because you decided this is what I'm going to do to make that difference. Everybody everywhere is doing it. And that is what is making all the difference in the world. Well, you were a huge influence for that. Like, like I said, I, you know, it was very easy for me because I was mind controlled into getting angry when I first heard something, you know, and we should all be angry. Like the things that are happening in the world aren't good. You know, we should, that's a natural response, I think. But I really loved and took a lot and I had to, I had to go within and say, how is Kathy so loving even to the people that were so cruel to her? She still doesn't wish anything horrific on them. She still shows up and treats everybody as if they're the only person in the room. She still smiles, you know, and it took some really deep reflection for me to look into that and say, gosh, you know, there's a better way to show up. And if we're just turning into the enemy, anytime we're presented with the enemy, their mind control worked, you know, that was something really big for me was I had to come around that and try to control that and say, okay, it's okay to be concerned. But like how you were saying, Mark told you voice, no problems without a solution, you know? And so this was my way to say, well, what can I do? What's a, what's a healthy way that I can express the, the emotions that I have inside that will make me feel good. And that might make other people feel good in the same way that it makes me. And I love that you promote that because I think we lose that. You you talk about that. When we are traumatized, we lose that ability to be creative. And so we yeah. get in a routine of doing things that are very comfortable and that might be a very low vibration. Instead of saying, okay, well, I have these emotions inside that I don't like. There's things happening that I don't like. I need to stop having a dysfunctional relationship with the politicians that I'm saying, you better fix this or you better fix this. Wow. And I need to say, what can I do in my part? Because even if one politician wanted to fix something, he couldn't. He's the, a politician right. still needs the backing of their people, you know? And so I think what you're doing is just amazing. With all these years, you've just continued to be very kind to people, you know? And you see a lot of people now lashing out. They're saying, well, I told you so. And, you know, all these different negative things to people just starting to wake up. And I love that you really promote that message of really meeting people where they are, that nobody chooses to be mind controlled, that no, nobody really knew that they were. So we need to really embrace the people that are coming forward saying, hey, I'm starting to wake up. I'm new to this. What do I do? Where do I look? And say, here's a safe place for you. We'll show you. We'll teach you. We'll meet you where you are. And we're going to love you through this. It's not your fault what you went through. We really need, we really do need to have more compassion for people because it's, you know, like I said, we turn into the enemy when given an enemy by the enemy and we need to be better than that. And I love that you give that example. How did you, whenever 35 years ago when, and I don't know if you started talking publicly right away, but what gave you courage to come forth and speak? Cause I know a lot of people even listening might think, 
I really would love to come and, and post something on social media or start a podcast, but I'm really scared. This is uncomfortable. What are some ad- some things or maybe some advice that you'd give people to make that step to bring an idea to life or to do a podcast or to talk or look into something? Well, everybody's on their own learning path. And I think when we understand that, then we're not going to be so quick to snap judge and, um, and, and be able to be more patient. And when I first started speaking out, people weren't very kind in response, but that didn't matter because truth is absolute. And my love for my daughter kept me speaking out and I didn't base who I am or my perception of self from outside input from, from others. Instead, I could see they're on their own learning path and I could see oh, they didn't want to believe this. Who wants to believe this? You know, I mean, really. So it was, um, it gave me a a great perspective right from the beginning to um, be more compassionate and understanding of people. I also found that any level of mind control, you know, whether it's just information control, that level, or if it's, um, you know, whatever, the indoctrination that's been done to the children in the school system, you know, any level of mind control at all, the first thing that goes is compassion. We can't see outside ourselves to even care about what anybody else has to say. It's like when we would tell people, well, take your mask off or put your mask on, whichever one it was, you know, that we'd say, you know, tell them something and they can't hear because they're They've got this this program screaming in their head. So um, hollering at them and say, take your mask off wouldn't help. You know what I mean? They can't hear over their program. That happens so much in society on so many different levels from the kind of mind manipulation they've experienced generationally and um, through controlled media. So the best thing we can do is live the love we are true to soul, live our life's purpose, live our freedom and be the example, be the light, be, be the way forward and be so strong in who we are that their um, possible negative reactions don't take us down at all. We don't have to take that on. You know, I always kind of like take an attitude of only love can come to me. That's my vibration. That's the, that's what I receive. And so I don't have to take on any negativity. Instead, I can have compassion and say, oh, you're learning, you're on your your path. And I'll tell you, seeds of truth are planted, even if someone is rejecting them. And I found that out now, you know, to test of time here. I hear from people who say, I heard you speak 30 years ago, and I didn't believe a word you said, you know, and they say, I wish I had. And it's like, well, I wish you had too, because maybe, maybe truth would have got out there and, and uh, we wouldn't be experiencing what I've been forewarning about, you know, but still, um, the seeds of truth are like that. Truth never goes away and it's going to blossom. So standing strong by truth is an easy thing to do. And my story has been exactly the same for 35 years. Um, there's integrity that comes with integration and I've never swayed from that or from my, um, loving intention to wake other people up, you know, and realizing it might take time. Um, that's their, that's their path. That's not mine. I'm just going to keep, you know, shining the light and counting on that truth blossoming in them. 
Well, I mean, it's still, there's still so many people that are clueless about any of this happening. I can't even imagine how 30 years ago, trying to get these messages out to people, you know, it was a completely different world back then. And for you, you didn't know that life was any different. I've listened to a couple of your interviews where you say you just thought when you got free, even that everybody knew that the world was like this and that it was very Mm -hmm. shocking for you to find out that you go into this world and how you always say a handful of people are, you know, uh, perpetrators. And then the rest are, you know, regular people. And it's by far the majority, but that has to be really scary realizing that the majority are very asleep when you know what's going on behind the scenes and you know this devious plan that they're rolling out that you detailed in Transformation of America. I mean, I just can't even imagine. What were some of the responses that you got back then? Did you get people who were really supportive or were you met with a lot of people who just didn't believe anything that you said? I was met with with people who didn't believe, who didn't want to believe, who were um, in denial because if they if they acknowledge that 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 happens, then they would have to acknowledge their own experience and their own child abuse, and they weren't quite ready for that. So it was a, a varied response. And then um, there were so many people that were extremely supportive and people in intelligence and um, so many people that, you know, we, we need to realize there's good and bad in everything. And there's people within churches and the government and, and, and um, even cult and occult type um, churches where like the Catholic church, where the occultism was so pervasive and the, the pedophilia and stuff, there's still good people in there who have good intention and they don't realize even that the other is going on. We need to open our eyes to realize we share this planet with a dark energy force, people that are like us, that don't like us, and just face that that reality. But it's going to take some time for um, for people to realize that. Then it was met with um, a, a lot of respect. And now, I mean, the outpouring of love that I get all the time and the, the respect, because after 30 years, obviously, I'm telling the truth. My my testimony and transformation of America, is, time has proven it. You know, in 1995, people didn't know the elections were rigged to the extent that they are, but it had already been decided who was going to be put in the office of president and bam, 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 bam. You know, it just, it's a, it, it unfolded um, accordingly. And it's so, so people are much more receptive to the information these days, especially when they're seeing it going on in their own communities and they're wondering how it reached this point. How did we get this corrupt? Did the whole world just flip upside down into this evil? It's like, no, actually the lights just came on and you're finally seeing it, you know? So it's exciting to me to see it all happening. I've, I've watched the, the progression of it. Mark and I spoke before um, huge crowds, thousands of people, you know, with the the big screen behind us and where there were members of the World Bank and the United Nations that were in the the audience that were wanting to know where they could put their money that wasn't going to fund the new world order, that wasn't going to, you know, so there's, I've, I've seen this movement up up close. And I know that it's still going on. It's just that the media is not telling us that there's these good people and that there is this huge movement and that there is this massive ring of intelligence 
that is concerned for um, the sanctity of free thought and 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 for the children and for the sexualization of children and the pedophile agenda being pushed. There's a lot of people who are taking action where they can. And ultimately, from my point of view, from having watched it all these years and this great awakening and, and people reclaiming their lives, um, yeah, we already won. And the bad guys just don't know it yet. You know, Mark would say that. And it's it's so true. We need to let them know. We need to shift their paradigm once and for all and let them know that their um, that their dark agenda, their manipulation through terror tactics aren't going to work on us anymore. Our human spirit is so much stronger. Power of love is so much stronger than them. We win, they lose. That's so beautiful. I love all these little Kathyisms that you give. You've just, I mean, all throughout the years, you have just these beautiful phrases that are so impactful to hear. And I love that they're, you know, you're almost doing the opposite of the repetition that we're getting that's so negative from the news. You repeat these beautiful phrases that I think reverse a lot of that programming. And it brings us back to this place of, she's right, love and compassion are the way. Where did I go wrong? And <laughs> you know, it's such a good reminder for that. How would you suggest people get back to being the love that they are? What does that mean to you? And how would you like to maybe explain that phrase and, and what you want it to mean to other people when you say it? Well, when, when Mark told me that I needed to know who I am, I, I had to find out who I am. And um, it, it couldn't be based on other people's opinions because that ha- that's that was the first 30 years of my life. I had to find out who I am at the base core energy of my being. And that energy is love. So I started living the love that I am. And it's um, a simple way to reconnect with that infinite strength of spirit, to reconnect with source, to be able to go to the extreme power of love. Whenever I was tortured, my spirit was always in a safe, loving space. And that that space was like um, so familiar. It's like a freeway, you know, and a lot of people will um, pray or meditate to go to that space. But since I got so used to that freeway, I keep it open all the time. And we can all do that when we realize that that is the way life is intended to be lived and the life that we were supposed to be living all along until this dark force clouded our, our vision of of our purpose. So it's simple. It's innate. It's, it's born within us. We just need to um, go within and tap back into that. Um, Find that way, find the way forward from there with what we want to do with our lives. The healing methods that Mark taught me in are in uh, PTSD time to heal. And I posted it on my website when mind control masters virus was unleashed um, you can see it's thin. I mean, it's so it's so easy to self-apply. It's it's just a reminder of what's within us so that we can reclaim and retain our free thought going forward to be able to live our our life's purpose um, with strength and integrity and um, protect the children, you know, above all. That's just so important. But I, I secured it on my website with a pay what you can if you can option so everybody can have it regardless of income or wherever in the world they are. No one even needs to know that they've accessed the information, but I have to, it's secured there that way so that the information can't be altered 
truth is not only censored, it's diluted through um, pirating information and altering it. So I've secured it there that way so everybody can have it. And remember that it's within them to, um, to, to live true to soul. And it's a beautiful, beautiful way to live. These are the methods Mark taught me. And he couldn't release them, but I sure can. And they're right there for everybody. And um, now I'm, I'm also making the books available in um, audio form where I'm reading them myself so that people know they're getting the authentic information and not altered um, information. So could you talk to you really about, make- about each book and then also why people need to go directly to your website and not some other website that is claiming to sell your books? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, trans, that's the main, the main one. That is my testimony for Congress. And, um, it's, it's, um, been pirated and altered and available, made available as free eBooks all over the internet. So there's so many of them available and they actually promote the new world order or they promote a victim mentality instead of healing, you know, they just completely change the the point of the information so um, I encourage everybody go to source for information go to um, the person um, and and then research further you know anyway so um, trans is my testimony for Congress that was validated by clean members of law enforcement national security invoked on it and it's secured on my website access denied for reasons of national security um, that's that is more the information for the public. It's not as harsh as trans is. Trans is very harsh and graphic because Congress had a point of reference for the information, wasn't intended for the public, but it's still um, it's still there now. Uh, Access denied is um, tells marks in my journey through the corrupted justice and mental health system exposes the um, so-called child protective services and um, the the corruption along the way. And what we did to persevere and continue for my daughter's sake. And it's a testament to the strength of the human spirit and the power of love and will soon be available on audio. I finished reading it and I had so much fun when I read it, because I, I found so many encouraging pearls of wisdom from Mark that uh, I'll be continuing to share with everybody on my um, website, in my blog posts and stuff like that, because, um, yeah, he was an amazing man of strength and, and a, a joy to us all. And of course, PTSD, Time to Heal, the healing method. So um, it's they're all there. And a trance movie is there. So and available where people can um, can see it, and I'm I'm so happy with it. It's been out um, almost a year to the day, and it's very very well done. The producer of it, um, it just felt so divinely inspired. She not only was able to tell my story, um, but to show how it applies to us all um, on a global scale and what we can do about it. It's um it's it's not an information overload, you know, so much 
information is available these days, as Mark said, is like drinking from a fire hose, you know, it's just too much. <laughs> so, you know, it's instead of being overwhelming information, it's empowering information because it's the, the kind of truth that makes us free. So I'm, I'm really happy that that's available for everybody on my website too. That movie was phenomenal. I loved how they also shined you in such a light where you were able to carry on these messages of love and it really showed it wasn't the movie wasn't it's hard to listen to you, you know, listening to abuse stories is horrific and it's sad, yeah. and heartbreaking. But just seeing your strength, I think that gives survivors hope to see you and to say that can be me one day. It might not feel like me right now. I might not be there. But look where I can be, you know, and and you suffered the most extreme forms of abuse with what you went through. And I always tell people if Kathy can stand here, so can you, you know, she was somebody that had all odds against her, the ultimate redemption story, the ultimate underdog story. And you're here today smiling and beautiful and just so shiny with the light that you put and that you cast upon the world. It's just, it's absolutely beautiful. And we're all so grateful that you're here. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, learning the the whole um, healing process is exactly that. It's it's not an event, and it's something that um, you know we need to be patient with our ourselves as we do, and then realize you know life's going to be throwing stuff at us here and there, and we just can be ready to deal with it, cope, rise above, and um, and continue our our path forward, no matter. No matter what life throws at us, we have the ability within us to have the resiliency to heal and live love. So beautiful. And do you still talk to Kelly? How is Kelly or what what's happened with her since, you know, these books came out and with her case, has there been any advancements with her? Well, Kelly is free of the system. That's a giant advancement. And she is living the love that she is and waiting for people to wake up faster, you know, to stop what's happening within the child protective services, especially. And um, aside from that, she's living um, her own private life. And I honor that. And um, yeah, she's, she's an amazing spirit. Well, she has an amazing mother, you know, and and I'm grateful that Uh stepped into her life. You know, I hope she has a mark and I hope everybody can find a mark or Kathy that can hand them those keys to their mind and to help set them free with their own, you know, free thought and in ways of thinking. Um, I also wanted to ask you too, uh, and then we'll start wrapping up. But one thing I get asked about a lot, I work in the cannabis industry and you're somebody that I've loved what you've talked about and I don't advocate cannabis for everybody. But I saw a clip and I've seen a few clips where you've talked about it. And I'd love for you to just talk about what you've discovered with it medicinally, how it really should be used and uh, maybe some things that some insider information on on why plants, including cannabis, have been suppressed from us as, you know, cannabis sweeps America and starts becoming legal. Um, I wanted just for you to touch on that because so many more people are are, are having access to this plant. Um, and I want to make sure that they're empowered with, you know, what it should be used for or or your insights on it versus, you know, what propaganda might tell them. Oh, I appreciate this. Yes. Um, 
Well, it's um, it was the most strictly forbidden drug. I mean, uh, the drugs were everywhere in my MK Ultra experience, but the drug that's forbidden was marijuana because of the medicinal properties that it has for opening neuron pathways in the brain. If they're wanting to compartmentalize memory, that's counterproductive to that because it opens up the neuron pathways and the um, kind of that, you know, deep thought, wow, man, yeah, you know, you can, you can see that it has that kind of effect. So it was absolutely demonized for a long time. It was strictly forbidden um, to the military or anyone else that, uh, you know, because of the, that could break program and our military is programmed. So, you know, when we understand that medicinal aspect of it, we can see why it's been demonized. Uh, PTSD Time to Heal mentions it in several places for its healing properties and the information that's in PTSD Time to Heal was government information that was suppressed under national security because they know that it helps people deal with trauma and it opens neuron pathways in the brain. So they didn't want that information out there. Um, I think with with that said, too, it's important to note that the government has taken a lot of patents out on um, marijuana, medical marijuana, and altered it ever so slightly so that it's not having the same effect. We need to go back to the organic herb for um, for the medicinal effects and realize that you know anything that the government's got their hands in can be altered or anything that big pharma's got their hands in can be altered. So um, we go back to the God-given herb and um, in all things we need to do that. Our, our food's been altered. We need to go back to um, the organic. We need to go with what's nutritious for our body, what's nutritious for our minds, and then um, always use it consciously. You know, like people overeat to numb themselves sometimes, and um, they're not even doing it consciously, but if we're conscious about it, we, we listen to our bodies, we have good nutrition, makes us healthy and more vibrant. And it's the same way with um, medicinal herb, you know, to be able to um, consciously measure the, the health benefits and where they are, how they help digestion, how they help with sleep, how they help with uh, coping with trauma. Um, you know, we need to stay consciously aware of those aspects. So, um, yeah, I'm really glad you, you, you brought that up because, um, the important medicinal aspects for it have been suppressed for a long time. They want a compliant society, not a free thinking one. Yeah. And they tell us that the things that are good for us are bad. It's the, it's yeah. the you know, inversions, like how you talk about. And I think we need to get back to that too, realizing it's really easy to abuse anything. And if we get back right. to listening to our body going within once again, getting in tune. Am I actually hungry or am I just stressed or is there something else I need to go grab a pen and write about to, you know, soothe what ails me instead of just covering it up with food or, or drugs or whatever it is. So I appreciate you shedding light on that too. Cause it's, you know, I I've met a lot of survivors that medicate with cannabis medicinally, 
but they're too afraid to talk about it. And I think it's an important thing to talk about with it being, you know, legal in, in almost every state to some capacity now and just growing. Um, it's important for us to come back to why why we should use it and how we should use it instead of, you know, how we've maybe been conditioned to use it or to abuse it. So I really yes. talking about that. Um, and before we wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to talk to survivors to or people listening or anything that you'd like to leave people with? Oh, just that it's within us all to heal. And um, we have so many amazing capacities we've been blessed with. We need to look within ourselves to access them. We don't have to look outside ourselves for those answers anymore. It's within us. It has been all along. <laughs> and where can people find you on social media? And you can go over your website again and anywhere that you're at uh, on any social media platform if people want to connect with you. Yeah, I'm... Um, I'm more limited on social media and, um, but all the access to that is on my website at trance-formation.com, T-R-A-N-C-E hyphen formation.com. Thank you, Kathy. And for everybody listening, I'm going to bring up one more screen in lieu of it being uh, the 35th anniversary and Valentine's day coming up and it's the month of love. And your episode's going to be aired this month. So I wanted to actually bring up um, and screen share a quote that you put on your Instagram that I really loved. So I'm going to bring this screen up real quick. And I'm going to finish by reading this little poem that Kathy wrote. And then we'll close. So Kathy wrote on Valentine's Day, in a kaleidoscope world of change, love always remains the same. Like the eye of the storm, love is peaceful, safe, and warm. Like clarity of higher vision, love rises above life's condition. Embrace your life, learn and grow, and live the life you are with soul. So you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you, Kathy, for everything that you've done these last 35 years. Happy anniversary. God bless all of you listening, and we will see you all next week.